Let me paint a picture for you. A picture for your ears. An ear picture. Carl, hit the music. We're sitting down in Brian's office. One on a sectional, one on a chair. Missy has a cheese platter with some meat, cheese, and bread. She's literally passing meat to people. We have bubbly on the coffee table. We're all sitting and looking at each other and enjoying each other's company. And we're going to do this podcast. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Ready. Should we roll the intro music? You guys don't, you don't, you can't hear the intro music, which is sucks, but let me like do a little bit for you. Do you feel it? Yeah, I, love it. I yeah. felt it. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here on our podcast. We've got Brian and Missy and Carl and Ginger. Hey, hey. And we're actually at Brian and Missy's house What's right up? now. So thank you guys for letting us do the podcast. And thanks for being here on our podcast today. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure. It's, um, it's crazy to think about how long we've known each other and all of the different kinds of content that we have created with each other. And now we're kind of just like doing podcasting. And it's interesting looking back to where we very first met and where we are now. And when I was handing everyone microphones, I was like, oh, wow, this feels like we're at Playlist Live or VidCon and we're sitting yeah. up and doing a panel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've done so many of those. Yeah. I've never sat on a panel. What? FYI. What? Okay. I've never been asked to sit on a panel ever. Knowledge. Isn't that funny? Well, Ginger yeah. did Vitz. I've taught classes. I've never done. Yeah. A panel. So, yeah. and those are almost more valuable. Yeah. Are the classes? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Could you speak directly? Into I the said microphone? I did do Vid Summit, and I was very scared. You kicked butt. I was in your class. You did so well, great. Thank you. Well, yeah. You doubled the feedback I got. So. <laughs> are you true. kidding? Did no one come up to you? They had to have. Not really. I kind of expected a lot more conversation after, but then again, I did kind of like run away and mm. hide in my room after because I was so that traumatized. That may have something to do with it. <laughs> but yeah, we've all known each other a long time. So yeah. She, no, but Ginger, like, I would have died to go to a class like that. Like, she yeah. has taught us so much. Well, yeah. that's nice. Well, Carl, Thank you. Yeah, and that, I think that's one of the coolest here. things about us hanging out together and doing things is, is we learn from each other. We learn so many things. Like, yesterday, while we were... <laughs> I don't want to name drop or anything, but while we were at Brian Lanning's studio, hey, <laughs> yeah, we were there. Um, Carl was showing me some cool stuff. I that actually he does let with them in, thumbnails. you guys. Like we were at the door for fourteen hours, just waiting, and then yeah. he finally let us in. They were the first ones in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did. We we went over thumbnails, and it was like, oh, cool. Like I consider myself a Photoshop marginally okay person but like carl was like oh yeah mm. you do this to do that and i'm like oh oh carl now smokes you know. me on photoshop and i i had a graphic design job so it's funny years, because i, I still... feel the same way about you guys like i look at your guys's thumbnails all the time no I'm way like, no i always glean from like what i see everybody's doing right yeah like i look at what everybody's doing right and i pick from that like i try to learn from it well you're sweet i appreciate look at that pat, though pat that's each cool other on the backs yeah. That's awesome. That's always what I get asked to teach the classes on is the thumbnail the stuff. Thumbnail. Well, your Photoshop. thumbnails, yeah. your thumbnails you. are on point, and everyone knows that, Carl. Thanks. Some people I, just have that yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. I think so. I just have done it a lot. I did art very young. I've always been doodling. 
I grew up with a mom that was doing lots of creative, like drawing and painting and different crafty stuff all the time. So like I always understood like forced perspective and layout and all that. And so it just kind of, I enjoy it. It's the part of it, of all of this that I like the most is the graphic design part. Missy mentioned something about, um, you have an eye for it. And it made me think of a question. I had surgery on my eyes so I could do things better. (laughs) Have you guys ever had surgery before? Oh yeah. I've never had surgery. I've had many surgeries. What? I've had many surgeries. I've never been under ever and I've never broke a bone, which is quite alarming what kind of milk do you drink i just have she's lactose she's lactose intolerant (laughs) yeah and probably celiac just throwing that in there that's a new development so is it a lack of adventure or is it just like i don't think that's you strong bones i think i'm just i just really have a i I was blessed with a healthy body you you know like if you know ginger you know she's like freaking tough Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not I I didn't mean like lack of adventure is like you I haven't just think, done her. Oh, right. I don't know why. I just cuz I've been hurt a lot, uh-huh. but I've never had the bone break, so I don't know. Um I rolled my ankle maybe 2 weeks ago and I was like, "Oh, no swelling. I think I'm okay." Um I really think I need to go to the doctor as soon as I get back into Utah because I <laughs> think something is like oh, no. broken. It's like oh, still shoot, hurting really bro. bad. Um but yeah, I had I had LASIK eye surgery, which has been really helpful. Hasn't I had helped that my too. Photoshop skills. How? What did you think about it? LASIK. Yeah, totally worth it. I would do mm-hmm. it again in a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Carl had PRK, which was way bad. Mm-hmm. I, had I only had like yeah. a couple. That was Missy too. P- oh yeah. PRK. Yeah. yeah. She was like blind for like two days. Oh, it felt like two weeks. It was like uh, it felt like hot gravel and yes. sand and glass in, in my eyes. eyes for about four days. Yep. Ah. Even when you're asleep. You well, kind of halfway wake up and you're like, oh yeah, there's hot sand in I my face and my you eyes. Saying something like you feel like there's rocks in your yes, eyes. Yeah, it feels eyelids. like glass. Like if somebody took all the hot, dirty stuff out of the gutter and chucked it in your eyes for four days, that's what yeah, it felt like. Exactly but, but now, but now, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so thankful. But so they told me I could do LASIK, and I was so excited because my me and my dad were going together, and then they literally gave me the Xanax so that you're relaxed before you they literally about to like cut your eye open and do it then they had to break the ice yeah they did break the ice say so it turns out you actually are not eligible for (gasps) while you are yeah and i'm already like well i'm getting this done i'm so relaxed you can do whatever you want do whatever you want to me basically we're just gonna do the laser right on top of your eye Mm. So instead of, you know, cutting that flap and doing the LASIK on it and then covering it and it heals almost immediately, they're just going to put that laser right onto my eyeball. Yeah. See, they used like a chemical on mine. So they used, they put like a drop that like dissolved the outer layer of the front of my eyeball. And then I literally remember seeing the Q-tip come when he wiped the front of my eyeball off. And he wiped the front of my eyeball off. And I was like, I might uh, throw up. Well, yeah, that's, that's gone. Exactly. Uh, so that's I can't thing. even watch Grey's Anatomy, you guys. I this is too sorry, much. Dude. Hang on. I felt in that moment like Woody when the old guy rubs his eyes. Yes, yes. You just hold, yeah. you just hold yeah. still. Yeah, totally. And I could see for like a minute like, oh, wow, I think my eyesight is better. But then uh, the four days I had to, yeah. Finn was two months old. And I was not prepared to Aww. not be able to see while nursing all night long. Like literally like just feeling for him. That's to, gotta to, be to, like, hard. To like pick him yeah. up. Ugh, it was Probably so bad, but top five 
most agonizing things to get through I've ever been For through. Sure. But now I've that it's done and over, bones. it's like... I'm so thankful. I'm actually good. thankful in the end that I did do it as, as hard as it was to do it then because I was just laying in bed with a newborn. Mm-hmm. So it was easier than running around the house with That's a kid. That's true. Yeah. So as much as I was like, why did I do this right now? I'm thankful I did it. Is oh, this good. goat cheese? It is, yeah. I was just going to say, while we're talking about this nasty surgery stuff, why don't you pass over that uh, cheese plunder? Just so you guys know, <laughs> Missy actually has a cheese plate here. She has... Um, a bowl full of honey, goat cheese. She's got like some macadamia, macadamia nuts. nuts, some little crostinis, prosciutto. some pancetta, prosciutto. Yeah. Missy always inspires me to really enjoy the moment. Like I'm such an anxious person. I was just like, we don't want to do this all the kids. Like, is everyone okay? Happy? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm good. I just, I'm going to enjoy myself. Some food. I, I just made a cheese platter. Which I love it. It inspires me. Cause I'm like, Missy, just whatever you do, I watch her. She just enjoys it. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should enjoy. Yeah. She's extra. We all know. <laughs> That's why I love she her. Extra. Brian and, Mi- Brian and Missy are that couple where you hang out with them and you're like, oh, that's how you're supposed to throw a party. Yeah. Oh, that's how you're supposed to go order food at a restaurant. For I've been years. doing this wrong the whole time. For years <laughs> when know? we've been coming over to Brian and Missy's house, it's like, okay, when I go home, like I'm so inspired and I'm going to order this for the house. I'm going to order this oh, for yeah. the house and I'm going to do this to our house because it just makes sense. It's yeah. They make it obvious how complacent you've been just about your surroundings and mm-hmm. like your, all of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think. know. If they're really cool people. No, <laughs> I think it's like, we're, we're very so extra. Yeah. But no, we, not, not extra. extra. No. It's functional. It makes no. sense. It's good. We just, we definitely know how to like enjoy our life because no, life can be really stressful and hard sometimes. And, it's like the little things that actually are fun. So, you know, it is a little stressful. We've got eight boys in the living room and I see them throwing things around. And you know what? I've got a cheese plate and I'm with my friends. So as long as they're not killing each other, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about how we've gotten to where we are now. What mm-hmm. I'd like to do real quick is I kind of want a quick origin story from each of you guys. So Carl and Ginger, why don't you start first? My question is... Okay why you started in this uh, YouTube thing and Mm. how you started. Where were you? What decisions did you make? What came to the, yeah, let's do this. I I feel like we did it for the lifestyle. I think once we realized you could make money, well, we kind of accidentally became aware of YouTube, like kind of like everybody really in the early years. But I think that once we caught the vision, it was the lifestyle that motivated us. It was the idea that we could have a family all working together because I grew up on a farm and that's one thing that I did appreciate what about that was being able to be with my parents be with my siblings we worked together we were homeschooled there there is some good of that that comes from that and I wanted a version of that that made sense for us I don't I don't want to be a farmer okay (laughs) but I did not like the fact that I worked 60 hours a week and my kids were at school and then they were with someone else and that or you know what I mean like me and Carl really have done a lot to like not put them in daycare and stuff just because that's what we chose but uh, I just I don't know I think it was a lifestyle yeah I was really really depressed and overweight when we got started and uh, Give I kind us an of, idea of when this was. Like, what year? Two thousand nine. The year So this is yeah. this is ten years ago. Ten years this ago. This is like when the OG YouTube people are just discovering. Just, this. this is like I just yeah. watched I Justine's video. Yeah. Uh, opening her iPhone 
uh, original bill, her first iPhone yeah. bill in that giant yeah. box. So this is like before mm-hmm. SD cards are readily available. This is like market, evolution right? of dance video. The only way to get footage off your camera was to plug it into the computer. Like right. there was no, like thumb drives just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was, yeah, just to paint the picture, I was, uh, I had been working midnight shifts, going to college. Uh, I had injured my back severely. I was severely depressed. Uh, and I was just stuck in this rut of life. Like, you know, we were married and kid with kids and everything and happy and like trying to do it right. I had a great job, state job with benefits and everything and everything should have been great, but we just weren't happy. And I was like, I just remember talking to Ginger and being like, so tired of just this routine of just going to work and then we sit on the couch and we watch TV and then we go to work and we never go anywhere or do anything and I just said I feel like if I got a camera and either started a blog like a photography blog or got into taking pictures or like a video journal that it would just get us out and doing more fun things like we would just go out to take pictures and would get us out doing stuff and I ended up gravitating to a weight loss group on uh, on YouTube that that Shay Carl started, you know, the Shay loss one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what kicked things off initially for me. It. So I had like a built in set of like followers that were in the weight loss community at the beginning. Um, and then at the end when the weight loss competition ended, I just kept going. I just kept making videos. Cause by then I had like over 3000 subscribers and stuff and realized that's the cool. new people that were making a living doing it. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is the way out, you know? And so we just, that was it. That was the start. And we just a never stopped. Out. I love that. A way out. Yeah. I love that. The reason behind it was you wanted to make improvements in your life. Yeah. Like that. That's the coolest thing is like weight loss is one thing. Lifestyle is another thing. And you're like, I'm looking out for my family. Like that's what I think that's what it's a cool thing about that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. So now Brian and Missy, how about you guys? What or sorry, how did you start and why did you start the whole YouTube thing? I mean, a lot of our yeah. listeners are, you know, we've, yeah. we've been friends for a long time, but for those who like don't know, mm-hmm. maybe you could like dive a little deeper. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have much. I mean, we were married and, um, we lived with her parents. We lived with Missy's parents for a long time. Um, and we kind of, we were at this point in our marriage where we moved to California and we were all living together in this little house. We were living in the garage of her parents' house and I just, I, I remember just having so many ambitions. And I think it was like that itch that Carl was feeling like, I'm so annoyed with this monotonous routine. Like there's no like, you know, there's no surprises anymore. You know what I mean? And like being a creative person, that's all I wanted. Like three jobs at the time. He was doing photography and videography for like weddings and stuff. Yeah. You were working at the church as a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was waiting tables. Like I waited tables for like eight years too. Yeah. So it's like, we just, I, I, I totally just wanted out too, you know, like I wanted a way to express myself. Um, and then when Missy and I started to have kids that didn't go the way that we planned it and we wanted to, be able to share that story with people who needed to hear it. And so that's kind of how Missy's itch kind of started. I want you to keep going. I just spilled a lot of bubbly on my laptop. Jared just no. spilled water all over the laptop. That's why you don't have drinks next to your computer. Keep keep this flow going. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> okay. This is typical. What year, when, did, when is this, Brian? When did you guys get started? So we got started in 2013. 
the end of 2012 so beginning of 2013 um and and i i would say yeah it started really organically like we really were just sharing our story but obviously i wanted to be a mom but i really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and all i wanted was just to quit my part-time job as an office manager and within like six months or so that actually became a possibility and right when it's time to like take you know your maternity leave is when i was able to just say i'm actually not going to come back and that was like a dream i never ever thought that i would be able to actually do that i love that but it was such a little amount that was needed and i never thought it'd be possible and it became possible yeah, but everything, I mean, everything in between of that, too, is like we we were just busting our butt, oh, you yeah. know, like that's what I love about all of this is everybody was working their butts off and then they started this and then organically it worked. Yeah, you kind of just find yourself yes. like in this place like, whoa, I got here. <laughs> I um, set up a hair salon in my little tiny apartment cutting hair with little hair fibers all over my kitchen. Jackson would sleep on the bed. And Jared would work in the office because yeah. he was at his retail job. And then I was finally able to quit. And yeah, it was fun. And then Jared was able to, we just, it was kind of, we just couldn't keep up anymore. Like he had his full-time job and then it was like, okay, we have to make a decision. And yeah. we weren't going to make that decision until YouTube covered what he was making at his retail job. Mm-hmm. So I think Sometimes people don't know that where they see like, oh, you just up and quit your job and then tried. But we were very strategic and smart about that. We were not going to just up and leave a job unless something was making the same or more. I mean, yeah, I think that that's the craziest thing is that we're all so thought out about our life. We are not the kind of people to just be like, woohoo, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. Like we have families and we want to make sure that this is actually going to work. But I actually remember when you guys were talking about it and we like we you would guys sit down and we facetimed and we would talk about it all the time do you think it's time do you think it's yeah. time like it was a hard decision for even us but i know it's, it's a hard true. decision but it's a fun decision yeah absolutely and i remember the first time brian and i actually did have the phone call and where we discussed it and it, you know it's crazy it was in my grandma's house like it was in my grandma's house and i kept on going to the question is like what would you do if you weren't afraid what would you do if you weren't mm-hmm. afraid and i remember ellie's dad saying you don't have a lot of mouths to feed the mm-hmm. worst case shock scenario coming from him yeah. wow. <clears throat> like it was a shock yeah ellie's dad was like very traditional like at that point yeah. he's like no you go to college you get a job and you work mm-hmm. in that job until you retire for 40 mm-hmm. years and then my dad got laid off after 30 years mm-hmm. and i think that shook him because yeah. he was just like, what? I did everything I was told to do. Mm-hmm. And like then when, more than one path. Yeah. And then he really did learn that there's more than one way to do things. And by my dad changing, that truly did help us. Yeah, Because totally. yeah. it gave us confidence. Yeah. Oh, I remember you guys saying like, well, I just want our parents to kind of be supportive of it, which we obviously want. It's always like, it's important to us to like. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, we can do what we want, but having their like support, support it, it means something. Yeah, totally. So we, um, we have been doing this for a long time and we're talking about the beginning of this, but over time, you know, things change. Lifestyle changes, YouTube changes, we change as people. Um, over the past 10 years for Carl and Ginger, over the past how many years for, for mm-hmm. us, what would you say has been some of the biggest changes that you guys have made for yourselves and for your YouTube channel? Oh, Wow. 
start. I think just automatically when he says the changes for yourself, it used to, I used to wonder when people would be like, oh, well, when you hit 30 or when you finally get to that spot in your life that you are just like, yeah, I'm going to make these decisions for me and no one else. I used to hear people talk about that a lot. And I always was like, well, I do make decisions for myself, but I've realized it probably has just been the last six months that I feel like I hit that spot in my life where I'm like, oh, I truly am making decisions for me and no one else. Like you're finally thinking about yourself again. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's not for my parents because now I no longer live with them. Like it's not even for Jared because we're married. It's for me. Like whatever decision I'm making is truly what I need and what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a really good thing for me. That's really positive for me. I think there are found foundational changes that you have to make because we've always told Ellie or something that she's learned is like, I have to make sure that I'm taken care of before I have the ability of taking care of other people. Yeah. And, um, whether that's for work or personal, yeah. you know, I'm just making decisions. Yeah. And I think with, um, one of the things that I wanted to add to that question is, um, things that have made a positive impact on your life. That's, that's kind of where I want to, to lead is like, what changes did you make? Um, Ellie and I, one of the biggest changes that we made over the past few years is, um, switching to five days instead of seven days. That was like a really, really hard thing that I didn't want to do, but Ellie and I realized we had to do it in order to maintain a positive, you know, feeling in order to in give our yourself house. a break. Well, you yeah. I mean? And to, to have a break. Yeah. And then we went to, um, a few days to a week ahead of schedule. And I think those changes are things that we've made. And we're looking at the camera. They're riding the segue. Oh, sorry. Ollie. It was Ollie, and, Ollie versus Jackson. Jackson won. Oh. He's on the segue. <laughs> Ollie's okay with it. Oh, okay. Does Ollie know there's two segues? <laughs> Go get one, Ollie. You can find it. So those, those are changes that we've made that have had a positive impact on us. That's so cool. with that being said, what about you guys? I mean, I think our biggest thing is like been just wanting to build a team. So like we, we knew the content that we wanted to make and we kind of like adjusted the schedule to appease our family and make sure that we had a really good balance of like life and work and a good balance of like making videos for YouTube and not making videos for like, for like to feed YouTube, you know what I mean? Like there was a difference of like living our life versus feeding the YouTube algorithm. Um, so we played with that a lot too. And we kind of have gotten to this place where we kind of just want to do us on YouTube and we want to, we want to shift the content into our direction. Um, and in order to have a happy family and business life, you have to have a good team behind you. So, you know, for the past couple of years, we've just been trying to find good people, creative people, like people who like we have good relationships with and can work well with. And that's really just kind of streamlined the whole content thing. And, and it has allowed us to step away and have a little bit more freedom to do other things. Because I, I feel like any time in life we've, we were able to like give ourselves a little more freedom, we were able to grow what we had even bigger. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And that was like so apparent in the early days when he quit his job. Yes. Because we, it was so scary to do that because you don't know what's going to happen. But all of a sudden with that freedom, he now could have the time to create more content and have more fun and all that. So we were, we actually ended up growing because he quit. And then it was like, okay, well, what do you go, where do you go from here? Well, it's actually just creating even more time yeah. to do yeah. that. That's with people. That's with people behind you. And I remember telling him like, I think maybe we should like try to go to like 
you know, lower, lower days, you know, maybe just do like a few days a week. That was such a hard decision. But I know that like the biggest thing is like, we will do whatever we need to do for our family, but we also, this is our business. So, but we, we're not going to risk our life and our, and our family and our business. You know what I mean? So Mm we, we were able to go down in days, but with the, the comfort of each other behind our backs, knowing like, we're not going to let anything, you know, drop. We're not going to let our business like fall. It's almost like taking one step back to reveal a wider frame. Mm -hmm. Like if you're so close to what's in front of you, you're only able to see so much of it. But if you take a step back, you're like, look at all the stuff that I have opportunity for. Yeah. I kind of had that visual when you were saying that. I was like, I'm going to, and it's also taking everything that you've learned working with those people and doing those experiences yourself and taking all that and putting that into your team, you know? So it's almost like you're creating multiple versions of yourself that can do what you would do in those instances so that you can do even more things. I have wanted to clone myself so many times (laughs) just so I can get stuff done. Right? Well, to clone Brian so many times. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Your creative mind. Hey. I've told Jared just in the last. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that. Why do you want to clone him? (laughs) Just kidding. Wait, so do you have experience cloning yourself? Is that? No, my gosh. Okay, so Jared, I've been wanting him to find an assistant lately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been working, both of us, for the last five years, six years. And I'm just like, okay, now I have three kids. Like, I just can't be as involved as I was. I love to be in the content, but just behind the camera, I can't be involved as much. And I was like, you need to find an assistant. Like, find someone that can help you manage your mind and so if you live in the utah area and you'd like to apply for the assistant job Be please not. send an email to blah, blah, blah. i'm yeah, just kidding. the common thread i feel like with creators is that the longer i feel like people are creators the more deliberate in life they become mm-hmm. so like you know in the beginning of creating carl was a creator for like four years or so before i really like caught the vision and really i was it wasn't because i was against it or anything but i was so caught up in just providing I was the main source of income I was um you know managing the bank and doing all this stuff but my point is I think that over the last especially two years we've become more and more deliberate about who we let into our life meaning like um staff or homeschool tutor or whoever and creating the most positive environment every single day possible because it creates the most creativity our kids are the most creative. They're the most happy. And that takes a lot of deliberate living to mm-hmm. create that environment in the home where there's no contention between me and Carl. There's no contention between the boys. And that takes yeah. a lot of like positive family culture. And that's been our like, I would say that's been our most highly focused area in the last two years and where we have grown the most as a unit, I which love that. I feel like is helped us not only become like grow our channel and grow our business the fastest is the more that we focus on our relationships the more we focus on our family the less distractions we have coming in from all around us the more we are headed in the right direction and that's extremely deliberate Mm -hmm. to the point to where we have conversations with our kids like hey you're feeling a little bit your vibes today are a little bit off why don't you go take a walk because everybody else is doing great because it's, it contaminates the whole whole ecosystem and culture. If somebody wakes up and has a negative day, but then what that did for me and Carl is that, you know, we started therapy 
we do hormone therapy we do a lot of meditating a lot of you know self-discovery and and then with our kids that spreads to them and then they are deliberately living and and then all of a sudden we have these highly successful teenagers who have direction and I'm I I personally am just so proud of that part of our family that we're so deliberate in the way that we live that we're creating a life of peace we're not so focused on happiness that we forget to be have a life of peace Mm -hmm. wow (laughs) that was so beautiful it really is right Ginger's a beautiful person. Ginger's the greatest spice in the friendship, honestly. We've just had a lot of good advice from both of you guys. And this is just really nice to just sit down and share it with people. Well, it's cool to see how we can take the same type of living and how we each approach it in different ways. You know, because that's something I've never even like thought of. I mean, you know, not deliberately thinking about it that way, but like, you know, really making everything congruent with each other everyone happy is like yeah everyone wants to be happy all the time but taking it in that approach you know hiring staff that kind of stuff it's like you know things that you do to make yourself as a couple as a parent as a family better you know taking those steps is it can be difficult sometimes you can people can feel guilt yeah, about well, that i think you guys had to break the mold because families right. are very dictatorship like who's at the top of a family right it's the dad yelling at everyone what to do you know what i mean and you guys made a decision that you were not going to do that and everyone plays we went, a very important yeah. role in that i think that's amazing we went really alternative as soon as we could <laughs> you know both yeah. of us as a family we all went kind of alternative in our approach to all of it but one more thing I just want to say is that, like, in our family, everyone has a voice. Totally. Kyle's voice is just important as my voice. Luke's voice is just important as Carl's voice. So when we make a, we make a goal as a family, like right now, our whole family is working really hard to pay off our house. Yeah. Like, it's a huge thing. But our kids are involved in that, you know? And they've been involved... But what that also does is it helps them like see. So Gage is like 15 and he's like, I want to own an Airbnb. I want to pay off a house before I get married. That's amazing. I just never really heard 15 yeah. year olds talk like that. No, they don't. Usually they're like, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh yeah. You know, so like Brian and Missy, you guys were talking about building your team. That's we're in this awesome phase where we've been doing this long enough where our family has become yeah. that unit. Yeah. That's amazing. So they like our kids, like our kids can all edit. They can all Photoshop. Luke knows how to live stream. Kyle's really good on camera and can do it all. And like yeah. really carry an entire video, even during a collab with people we haven't really met before. And it's like our whole family's just kind of gelled and finally arrived. And that's probably our biggest change. I would say recently is just like, leaning back on our experience finally in these recent years and trusting that we're not going to run out of ideas. We know how to do these thumbnails. Even if the pictures were bad, we can fix it and we can reshoot this and we've done, we've kind of been there and done it all. Mm -hmm. So we just, our whole family as a unit has that team experience to where we're really comfortable in the rhythm. I love that it also goes to show that there's more than one right way to do something. It's something that goes back to the very beginning of the podcast. And it's something that Ellie and I have discovered as well. Like there's more mm-hmm. than one right way to parent. There's more than one right way to do YouTube. And that's really hard. YouTube. That's a hard decision to make. But again, that's a decision. Like that's one of the things that Jared and I have come to just in the last six months is like we need to do things that are working for us, mm-hmm. even though we were taught to do things a certain way. Yeah. Variety is a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. It really is. Um, so 
Breaking Brian. the mold so you don't repeat history. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We're taking um, a little peek at the kids, making sure they're all okay. What else? Checking the nest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Finn's there's, got a there's giant. Nerf, there's Nerf blasters and hoverboards now. Giant Fortnite <laughs> they, AR. Just they look like the they're room. having a blast. Oh, I get it. <laughs> um, okay, oh, so no. there, was, uh, there was one point where we, Ellie and I were sitting down at uh, her parents' house, and we were watching YouTube. And um, Ellie said, or Ellie's mom said, have you seen Brian and Missy's Draw My Life video? And I said, no. We had been friends for a long time. Probably years by this point. I've never seen it. And we had never watched it. And so we sat down and and watched it. And it's it's really an inspiring video. Like it really is really great. Sometimes I have to go back to it. I was the first one ever to do a Draw My Life video. Really? No way. Really? I did one like three years Carl before it caught on. invented that shit. I did like oh eight of them gosh. and then I dropped it because it never caught on. And then all of a sudden, everybody Everyone did that. That's Good amazing. Job, right, go ahead. Sorry, that's sorry, sorry. No, that's, that's crazy. I'm going to have to look that up. Go ahead. So sorry. if you haven't seen Carl's Draw My Life or Brian and Missy's Draw My Life. No, they're you, terrible. Don't watch mine. You definitely now should watch it. But your, your Draw My Life has so many turns and twists and unexpected things happen that literally you can make a movie out of it. That was my first video of yours that I watched. Really? Yes. And I, yes. Mean, I think you could also make an album out of it. Boom. Yeah. Oh. Which I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I made a music album out of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I, mean, I was thinking of a music video that, that was, was Draw little... My Life, and I'm like, I didn't yeah. see that music video, Brian. Got so my you. first album, no, Us, yeah, was a concept album. Told the story of Missy and I, you I know, growing that. up in Idaho and kind of, you know, the troubles that we went through and all that. Yeah. But... So, this story is so much longer now. We've we talked about doing a book or story long before we even started YouTube. Yeah. Remember, we were like, we should write a book. I have old notes just written down of all the crap that's happened to us. Just like I have a like laundry list of like things to not forget because even I go back and watch that draw my life and I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's good and bad stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the cool thing about life is looking back. There's so many things that you can take from it mm-hmm. to make yourself going forward that much better. So with the experiences that you had that you talked about in draw my life with the, the marriage with, you know, everything there, what's a lesson that you learned from those experiences that you appreciate today? I mean, I think for me, it's just about being the type of dad that I wanted and never had, you know, all the, all the male influences in my life were abusive physically, verbally, mentally. Um, and it's why I left the house when I was 17. So I feel like just being a positive male role model for my boys, them seeing a dad who like genuinely has like emotions, who is creative, who like, isn't just wanting to leave the house for eight hours and do a grind. But like, I want them to see me at the studio, you know, like making art. Like that's what I am at the end of the day is I'm an artist and I'm making these experiences for these people and I want the boys involved in that. And you are so good at it. Well, thank you. You are <laughs> kicking butt with it. Thank Just you. wait until you guys hear Brian's new music. Like it's <laughs> gonna, me. it's so good. Like it's said, so, so good. go home and feel inspired because you are creative. Well, thank you. Well, I think What's cool about our friendship is we all inspire each other because you guys inspire us just as much. You guys Aww. are kicking butt, and Thanks. I'm always like, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> well, our, so our, I don't think our intentions are ever to make other people feel like they no. need to be of doing course more. Not. For no. sure. Um, but but having that drive, I think, is very important. I, I think love that you're. An, I think you're an average of the 
the people five people you hang us out with. Yeah. And I think that we have a pretty high caliber of people that we choose to hang around and it's just natural to be inspired. Yeah. yeah. Gosh well, dang it, I couldn't have said it better well, myself. That's I mean, why I yeah. hang out with you. I love, <laughs> I love friends that you can like learn from. Like yeah. I love listening to what people are doing and thinking and what they're like thinking about changing and I then decide too like okay yeah they're right that is something I need to focus more on or you know so I just think like it's I just love having friends that I learn from and I can mm-hmm. like grow from you they know? remind you kind of like about the things that maybe you've forgotten along yeah. the way you know what I mean yeah. it's like we're all kind of like keeping each other accountable and and making sure that we're all like making good decisions well, for ourselves yeah. and, you and, know. and we always leave each other going like you know, life might have been like really stressful leading up to like either leaving for vacation or even before people come over. But then yeah. once you're over, you're like, we have all such a great life. We're so yeah. lucky. Yeah. You know, totally. it really puts it all into perspective at like really just how flip and blessed we all are. Yeah. It's inspiring just to see everybody else doing their own things and their own projects and, and not being competitive, but supporting oh, yeah. each other and all that. Like, you guys have your music studio and all these amazing projects and you guys have Bali and the clothing line and all these amazing projects that you're doing and the books that you guys put out all the time. And we have like our little secret projects that we're always working on yeah. websites and things that we'll be talking about probably by the end of this year that yes. are really big, but we have a lot of really cool stuff. Coming. You but, guys have been really internal but we're about doing all a, that for like the past six months. I've, I've only be, seen pieces of it. We wouldn't you know, be but. doing any of it if we didn't have these friends like you guys though that are accomplishing these things we walk into your studio we see the, the website go up and be successful and we're like ah oh, we want to we want to do that and you should surround yourself with drive. people like that because it like yeah. pulls you in that direction for sure um brian you had touched on something about the past male figures in your life and how it wasn't great but looking at where you are right now it's freaking great. Like you are such an amazing role model to your kids. Thanks, man. Despite the influences that you had, despite the terrible things that happened to you, at what point in your life did you say, that's enough? I'm done. I'm not taking this anymore and I'm making a change and I'm not going to let that happen to my future kids. I mean, I think that's when I was 17 and I barricaded myself in my, in my room my stepdad was drunk and he was he was trying to beat me up and so I literally barricaded myself in my room, yep. called Missy, hopped out the window. Wow. Never went back. Yeah. I mean I feel like wow. that was the day he decided like I'm not gonna put up with it anymore. Yeah. I think over the years he really had to decide how he was gonna live his life differently. But I was like a I was a kid, like leaving my mom and my dad, like, okay, like I have to live on my own. Like, yeah. I can take care of myself better. Yeah. I had to make that decision. He made the decision to not put up with it. Mm-hmm. But I think it took you maybe a few years to, like, really decide what kind of man you were going to be. Not that you ever made decisions yeah. like that. I mean, he had already kind of decided he wasn't going to partake in anything that they were partaking in. But, yeah. you know, you it took you a few years to decide, like, I'm not going to be a dad like that. I'm not going to be, like, a, a husband like that. Yeah. Just seeing, I think just seeing my mom not truly be as happy as she could have been, you know what I mean? Like really affected me. Like even seeing like my, me and my sister and like, and, and how we kind of both fell out of the household. Like I, I just hated that our family kind of fell apart and I never wanted that for us, you know? Right. 
I think it's really, uh, really an inspiring story. And it, it sucks that you have to go through these things to realize, like, I'm not going to have that. Yeah. Like, but I think it's very important for other people to see that, that they don't have to be the result of what they grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it, it makes me wonder, is like, what can we tell people who are going through that right now that it's not, it doesn't have to end that way. Don't be complacent. Like you're never stuck, right? Yeah. You're never stuck. It's just temporary. Right. The feeling of impossible is wild because impossible is still very possible. Like people will put impossible tags on something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it like just that word, I feel like deters people, but I think I it's think, really kind of crazy how it, yeah. how possible the impossible is. Look right. at all of our lives. I People think, think of that, it. though, and they think of things like, this is what I'm good at, and I want to try and achieve something that nobody's done before. They don't think of that from a sense of, like, I'm starting from this really impossible negative situation just to get to normal mm-hmm. that I have to climb out of first sometimes that we start from, you know? But sometimes when you start clear down there, when you get out of it, it's like, you guys are all super inspiring, successful people now because of it. It's like launches you out of a, a, a cannon yeah. on your own. You got to crawl through the dirt to That's right. you know, get out of the hole. So this hole. Yeah. We want to take a quick second and thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use right now. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Carlin Ginger, you've you've been on YouTube longer than any of us. Hmm. Um and you've you've made changes to the type of content that you have created. What's a lesson that you've learned in, you know, changing your content? Because I think a lot of people find something that works and they stick with it as long as they possibly can. What's something that you have learned in the changes that you've made? Like, what's your driving force or your yeah. mantra behind that? I think re uh, part of when we started discovering our first level of success on YouTube was when I kind of let go of a little bit of what I want. And I realized that sometimes like what I'm really gifted with and what we're really good at as a team at providing and doing and the type of videos that we're awesome at and really have fun making, they're not necessarily like, uh, my dream type of videos. Like sometimes I would crave doing more adult content with my friends and stuff instead of all family friendly, clean kids stuff all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, naturally, like I just want to be myself a little bit more, but, um, wow. What I don't know how, like what's a, yeah. Like what's a principle that you have adopted? Um, I'm just kind of stirring in the soup of my thoughts right now. (laughs) Take your time. Uh, not being willing to experiment is one of the biggest things. Like we take tons of chances and, and fail a lot and we're just willing to keep trying. But in the end, we always just get back to our roots and we know what works and we stick with it and we just work at that. I don't, I'm kind of like, I have so many different answers for this. It's pretty deep. I feel like the main driving force for um, the type of content we create 
is driven by the lifestyle we want, which is why we became creators and why we became YouTubers is because we have in our mind how we want our life to be because it's only one life, right? We only have, we only, only, (laughs) totally, we only live our 20s one time. We only live our 30s one time. Well, turns out our 20s were pretty rough and hard and we grew a lot and our 30s were way better. And I feel like we, our content is driven by what makes sense to us at the time and what we feel is going to do well, because in the end we are business people as well. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are creators who make content. You know, I think, I think both of you are a little more altruistic in, in that being true to the type of content that you're creating is being true to yourself. For me personally, I make content because I'm staying true to the lifestyle that I want. I'm staying true to the family that I want. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to have certain experiences. So for me to be like oversharing, like with a blog, with a vlog, like a family vlog, yeah. um, I personally, I don't get a fulfillment out of that. Like other YouTubers, I mm-hmm. feel like do. Like I, yeah. to, to the thought of Ginger sitting down and doing a sit down video sort of makes me want to puke because I feel like I, maybe have something to say, but that type of content and that type of vulnerability doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't feel, cause I'm not like that. I don't yeah. just spill my guts to, to just anyone. Like for me to actually share something personal with you, we are lit relationship definitely has to be at a certain point. Right. I think those are the words I was trying to go after was like something clicked when we realized that like, it wasn't about just filming what we were doing every day, but about a manifestation of how we could make that day so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when the slogan came out of it. Like every day is a new day. Let's make it awesome. And it was like, how can we take like an average day and just amplify it and make it really fun as a family and everything. And so once we started adopting that slogan and the pattern and paying attention to that and having a lot of fun with it and letting go of what that looks like and listening to our fans more and letting them drive that content, what's trending, what the viewers really want to see. And then how can we do that and make our days awesome? It was like a win-win combo when we finally figured that out. Awesome. Mm -hmm. One more little snippet on that. Um, the, the content is, I don't, I want to be really careful because the content that we create is what we want to do, but it's more of a representation of what families can look like instead of, we get emails a lot that are like, I'm trying to explain to my son how it's unrealistic for us to have fun every day. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> my whole day is not fun. We just make sure and do something fun every day. We make sure that we do, we're, we're saying, we're not telling families you have to be um, do these big amazing things. We're saying you should just put an effort in every day to and make every day great. Box. And to think, yes. So the website that we're creating is going to help do that. That's amazing. We're, Very we, cool. The website that we're creating is a secret. A secret. We could cut it if you want. But oh no, no, I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I'm what what I, what we want to do, and what Carl and I are really passionate about is helping families find ways to connect have fun mm-hmm. and not overthink it. I love Creating- it. We, we, you've always had that vibe from your videos too. Totally. You guys have you such do. a great vibe. And and also how to not have to, we got started in this whole YouTube game by learning how to not spend any money or a lot of money at all and just 
use the things around you in your natural environment yeah. and repurpose it in creative ways to have a ton of fun or to create treasure hunts or all sorts of cool things. I'm saying too much. You're so fun. <laughs> you guys, no, I seriously inspiring. love your guys' videos. Like when Ollie watches them, I feel like they're literally just transported like to this little fun world. Like Absolutely. your house is your house is so fun and you make it colorful and you do these amazing games with your kids and they're just so involved and you you put a lot of effort into creating this really cool vibe that's not necessarily like super kid friendly but it's like sci-fi and it's it's like a little more like you can tell there's a little more like creative passion behind some of that like look especially like when you do your thumbnails and you bring in those dark colors or like the right. sci-fi feel to it you know what i mean I like think, i think kids really resonate with yeah that. and i think when i was kind of struggling earlier to say that like i don't know that i it's always the content that i want to make is because sometimes it's exhausting like yeah. to do a massive full house like skit or set that's really really involved i would much rather just like go to the arcade and vlog some days but mm -hmm. i just feel like where i'm meant to be in the space is in this big creative realm the yeah. entertainment variety realm i think know? what i meant to say is i love how your guys's content Thank isn't you. so like cookie cutter like yeah. colorful bright crisp clean like it's very like true to who you guys are as a family and like imaginative and like even that video you were showing me of your hot tub you turned it into a portal like you literally made it look <laughs> like a freaking magic portal yeah. on camera and i think there's something to that type of creative energy and kids feed off that and it just they're leaving your videos right. completely inspired to make their environment that, magic that much more fun that exaggeration and yeah. imagination if you can like capture yeah. that it's like so fun i really really think we should set our hot tubs up to be portals to each other's oh. hot tubs totally <laughs> that'd be so please. cool just do that you've seen the movie hot tub time machine if they can do time travel we can do instant oh. we could totally do it totally <laughs> we can connect all ours that'd be so yeah. fun um carl fun. brought up a really good point that i wanted to ask each one of you guys what is your ideal YouTube video for you personally? What, who would be there? What would it be about? What would you have in there? What is your ideal YouTube video? And I'll start. I think my ideal YouTube video would be somewhere um, at like a tech convention with my friends. So we'd all be hanging out and we'd have like tech, we'd have guitars and we'd have music and we'd be like reviewing or talking about um, these like the new PlayStation yes. or the new Nintendo and like playing that and just a vlog about all of that where we're just having fun and then we go skydiving after. That's amazing. That would so cool. be so cool. Oh yeah. I'm, this is hard to, my ideal video, I film our day to day life. So my ideal video would be more of just what I do day to day. Like, okay. like well, my. If you could have anyone be in your video, if you could do much. anything, mm -hmm. like no well, rules at all, no rules at all. Oh. Like if you wanted Oprah to be in your video, oh, okay. she is there. I'm about to project some. Oh, okay. Let's do it, um, I think my ideal YouTube video would be me in my studio, me never having to hold a camera. Mm -hmm. Me never having to edit that video, think about the thumbnail yeah. for that video, but literally just be myself in that element in my studio, creating something, you know, with Khalid or baby Rexa or like some cool producer like Mark Ronson or something like mm -hmm. being in the studio with someone who I've admired, like in my space that I've created, heck, I'd have someone film that all day. Yeah. 
That's called a reality show. A reality <laughs> show. <laughs> that is called Brian Lanning hits reality TV, and I'm subscribing to that. <laughs> um, can we just all go to the beach? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I that would be do. Okay. I love yes. that. Um, I think my ideal YouTube video is pretty far-fetched. Let's hear it. Okay. In detail. Have you... Yeah. I want to go to the beach. We're going to the beach. That was your answer? You're just going to go to the beach? Let's go to um, the beach and vlog it. I love everyone to go to the beach. That's so great. I almost missed it. That's a great video. So, have you guys seen Ellen's Game of Games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen previews. Basically, I want to do Ellen's Game of Games, but for kids ages like 8 to 12. Yes. And I want to be the host, and I think it You're would basically be already like hilarious. The on YouTube. You're like, oh you my just gosh. shine a bright, positive light wherever you go. You have no idea how big of a compliment that is to no. Ginger right now. She's fine. She's okay, up. I might tear she up a little. Ellen, like her biggest role model right now. Oh, totally. totally I totally love her. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, my first reaction was to think that like, I really love the videos that we do. My favorite type of like normal shoot is one where we have everything set up and we like hit record on the cameras and we actually play like these cyber spy games that we play. We play the game for real. It ends in like 15 minutes. We wrap shooting and it's over and we actually just played like a real authentic fun game as a family. But I was just thinking if I was to like, kind of like Ginger was saying, blow that up large scale and like include other celebrities and guests appear a lot of like on an actual set would be Mm -hmm. instead of my house would be way cool. I would love to do that. But ultimately I think my dream life would be just like, you guys all know this behind the world scenes that we have off camera. I think it would be so fun to travel and live that life and like secretly film it all like reality show style and then yeah. one day just like drop the mic and let everybody see how crazy it is off yeah. camera right like that'd be yeah. so cool yeah that'd be fun well i but, think what I both of you guys are kind of like brian and carl are trying to say is that like sometimes holding that camera really takes you out of yeah. what really is happening when you set when you someone else is like filming the actual interactions that you're having it's real and it's hard to capture it's very hard to capture it's not as easy as people think to like just hold the camera it's not that big of a deal but as soon as you turn to pick it up it becomes a little bit deliberate tiny whether you like it or not the kids even this weekend like just filming like we we tried to come prepared so we could really just hang out with our friends but we also wanted to document a little bit yeah and the times that we pick it up to document it was it's sometimes hard to capture what fun or what conversation yeah. we're trying to yeah. show like people. spotting Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, I feel like people watch us because they want to see us live a, our real life. But picking up a camera is not real life. You know, real life is the conversations we're having. And how do you pick up a camera and vlog that? Yeah, I think it takes yeah. it takes a small step outside of that, even as much as we try to not allow that to happen. I mean, in terms of like authenticity and everything like that's what Ellie and I base everything on is like our authenticity. But like you said, even just holding up that camera removes Sometimes. that a little How bit. How many times have you said, Jared, to me, you're like, oh, they just 
No, like it's hard for them to know your personality because mm. you are funny and you're so happy I, all the time. But I it's am. hard to capture that funniness without being like, oh, I'm funny. And Get and film it, you know? And that's why I'm all about building your team because like you guys yeah. just identified a problem. Yeah. If you fix that problem and you, you know, you get someone to film really capture Jared, it, it's adding a sense it's adding a completely different branch to your content yeah. tree. You know what I mean? So if you'd like to apply for a job filming <laughs> and making me look as funny as possible, please send all applications to Jared and Ellie at gmail.com. Oh my God. Love it. Okay, Ellie, do you have one that you want? Because uh, you're, what's your ideal video? You didn't really finish. Okay. I'll do my ideal video and then we'll wrap up. Um, I would say my ideal video is probably a girl's day. Cause I just always, it's, it's, it brings out a different person in me when I'm just with my girlfriends. <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? <laughs> because it's so true. Like if you think Ellie's wild and crazy on the vlogs, like you should see her with her lady friends. Um, Same with Missy. Like, yeah, you I guys have say, an animal that has just a little comes bit of that I would say just my say lady friends, like having someone come in and do all of our makeup, all of our hair, rub our feet so we're all talking and hanging out but getting pampered i'm not even go a girl to a and nice that sounds dinner, amazing can i be there and then go to the beach after like it was like just full on i that don't want to think happening. about doing anything yeah i so think in six months we're gonna do that yeah. i think ellie and missy's video sound very similar <laughs> or similar part one people. part two <laughs> yeah. missy's is part two yeah. um, what if we planned days for each other where the guys planned the whole guys day but then the girls had to do it and the girls planted a huge uh, elaborate girls day and then we day, just had, the had someone film it, it so we and never had to think about it. it. So cool. That'd be dope. That so would fun. Be fun. That'd be so funny. Little do you guys know, Oprah's in the back room. She's making all of these videos happen. Oh, you get a video. You get a video. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually for I forgot to mention one thing, Oprah, but if you're still listening, um, I'd like to add to my video um writing in a Tesla Roadster, the twenty twenty version with Elon Musk. Yeah. That, that can, roadster looks cool, the open air cool. experience. It doesn't go all the way back. Huh, like a convertible? It's just like that middle part that's open? No, that I think right? it's all glass. Really? Yeah, I think it's all glass. Oh, so cool yeah. looking. Uh, but I think that's um, just about all the time we have for today. I want to thank Brian and Missy and Carl and Ginger for joining Thanks, us guys. on the podcast. Thank you. Real quick, where fun. can people find you? If they want to find out more about you, where, did, where can they find Carl you? Carl and Ginger on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Ginger. We're Daily Bumps on YouTube, Brian Lanning on Insta and Twitter, Missy Lanning on Insta and Twitter. Yeah. Awesome. So if you guys haven't already, be sure to check them out. We want to thank them again for taking the time to sit down with us and talk about life, the future, and our ideal videos. Thanks for forcing us thank to do you. this. Thank uh, can yeah. you. Can you get the key, though? Because the chains around my wrist right now are really tight. You like, swallowed yeah. them, right? The when am I going to get that 500 bucks? I set it up. You so we can. But seriously, no, you're not going to release those up. photos, right? I, for, I, forced I did the podcast like you, you said. Don't give me the photos. You have the keys. Where are he they, Ellie? Tommy. Tommy has them? Well, he's taking a nap. Brian, so as soon as you guys are, as soon as he's done. He didn't even ask me any bank information. Venmo, guys. What did we sign? And if you're not grateful. I signed something. Okay, we have to talk about this off mic. I'm going to end the podcast. Oh, it's still on. Thanks, guys.